look, I just tested just pure water and it tested positive for COVID. This can't be right. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. I called the police. TikTok, 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 TikTok. His breath is pure hellfire. Lorian and Spencer. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Right, bake like a cake. So baked here in FEMA Region 7. It's a Friday night, and it's an off-schedule night because we are rocking the bowl with another Bowls with Buds episode. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us all the way from the left coast, it's Illuminatia. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, welcome back to the bowl. Thanks for coming back to hang out yet again. Yes. Yeah, it's been a long time. I know. It's been a while. It's been uh, episode 89 we sat down and talked a little bit, and uh, you had just had baby Riley. Yep. And we had just had baby John. Yep, day, one day apart, and actually not even 24 hours apart. Yeah, less than 24 hours apart is crazy. crazy. Perfect timing. Yeah. So cool. Nearly twinsies. Yep. Twinsies from other menzies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how's Riley doing? Oh, he's good. Yep, he's downstairs with his dad, and I don't know, it's so funny. He's already smiling and grabbing shit, and, and he looks me in the face like, Mom, why are you putting me in this chair? You betrayed me. <laughs> it's like this... You can tell he feels betrayed, and uh, he's starting to mimic my feelings. Like, if I'm feeling sad, he's like, oh, I should be sad, too. So he's sad, and I'm like, no, don't be sad. Uh, <laughs> he's starting to watch very closely. It's uh, Now I have to be on good behavior. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how fast that happens, the mimicking, and then, oh, once they start talking. Yeah, I haven't read. I mean, yeah, that must be crazy. Yeah, cause... it's pretty weird. It's like... Oh, where did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) How are your girls adjusting to little John? Oh, they love him. They're both like little mothers to him. You know, so they're just like, can I help put his diaper on? Can I throw his dirty diaper out? Can I feed him with the spoon? Can I do this? I'm just like, yeah, sure. (laughs) But if I leave, you know, he's like, no, I want mom. He he will say like, mom, 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 mom. That's his... Yeah, main thing he's saying right now. His main babble is always just "mama, mama." He got "mummy" earlier today, and I was like, "Hey, well, you could say dad too, dad, dad." Yeah, he does when he cries. He goes "mama, mama," or uh, yep. Lately, he's been saying he's been going "boof." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like "boof," where'd you get that? Nice. He's like "boof." <laughs> it's my favorite thing he's ever said. That's pretty uh-huh. great. Any uh, crawling around yet? Yeah, he's crawling like a champ. He's even oh. like, he's pulling himself up. He's like wants to walk. Oh, nice. nice. That's yeah, awesome. He's, he's so like crazy. He, this kid has like these huge, uh, co-worker called him little like empanada feet. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> I saw a couple of pictures of him. He's looking big, man. Huge. Like 
yeah, he's about 23 pounds. Like, he's a monkey. He's like a gorilla baby. <laughs> That's pretty cool. John yeah. is uh, still just rolling. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I think I think Riley's just, yeah. Like, even even the, um, I took him to a daycare. They're like, yeah, so uh, is he rolling yet? Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be crawling. He's crazy. Like, he crawls all around and grabs crap and, like, I'll put him down for a second to, like, brush my teeth or something. And he does this thing where he's like, and all of a sudden he's like, like he's off, like (laughs) pulling on something he shouldn't be. And I need to be a better mom and not let him pull and stuff like that. (laughs) It's tough. They're quick, too. Yeah, they're quick. Oh, man. Got to get that eye in the back of your head going, you know? Yeah. uh Uh-oh. Too quiet. What are they doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or else you just hear the stuff falling. It's like, no, dang it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that must be that must be so much fun though. See them grow into just little like people. I'm still at the, I'm uh, still at the amazed that he's here stage. Like, holy crap! Like you were not here. <laughs> I remember living a long time and you were not here, and now you just and it's trippy. It really is bizarre. You notice like quiet way more often. I feel like after once the kids are around, it's like anytime there's quiet, which is kind of rare. You're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like a sound. Like you never knew what <laughs> quiet sounded like. Yeah. Until, uh... until yeah, exactly. Just, but he's you know he's pretty good. Like he's a uh... man. He laughs. He's a happy little guy. It's so fun. But how's yeah, little John? He's been. Uh... Does he does he respond to your girls or how how's he uh, interact with them? Yeah, he responds to them. He like he'll laugh at them if they do stuff. You know. Yeah, he thinks they're really funny, and they love thinking that they're really funny. So then you <laughs> know bet. they just will keep doing the same things over and over, and he just never gets tired of it. <laughs> That's uh, cute. But he like really likes touching faces. You know, like he'll yeah. just put his hand on your cheek, and the girls are like they're so into that. They just put their faces real close to him. And they're like, "Touch my face, Johnny. Touch my face." <laughs> okay, uh, got to keep those nails trimmed because man, they grow fast. Dude, I had to get a nail Dremel for babies. Oh, like I didn't. I oh, I felt so bad. I accidentally clipped his little finger one time when I was trying to get his nails. Oh, yeah. that'll like, happen. And he like screamed. I'm like, oh my god! And I just felt so bad. And uh, I saw this little like baby nail Dremel thing, and it has different. Um, oh, I forget what they're called now. Great, greats, great. Mm. Like grain or grain? Like a... Yeah, grain levels. For each age, so huh. it has like a newborn to like three month old grain, and then it just progressively goes up as the hardness of the nails is supposed to develop. Um, and it's been great because when it touches the skin, it doesn't hurt them. Yeah, it just gets the nail. So it's been so much easier. It's been a life changer. Oh, that's cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I had to get because <laughs> they have something similar for dogs. I'm like, oh, they gotta have one for babies too. I mean, yeah, you were right. Yeah, that is interesting. I never heard of a baby one, but they say that the like the dog ones are less stressful for the animal. Like they they kind of chill out and yeah, don't mind it as much. Well, it's definitely the case for the baby. <laughs> so oh, there he is now. Oh, hi Riley. Hey, baby <laughs> in the bowl, Mr. Riley. He just came by and smiled. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Um, for those joining us on this one for the first time, the bowls with buds format is kind of where we sit down and 
interview some buds and Illuminati is coming back for a second her second time in the bowl. And if you want to ask her a question, you can do that on our voicemail line. We have a voicemail hooked up and all you gotta do is whip out your phone and call eight one six six zero seven three six six three and the player That's right, the number 816-607-3663. My levels are all over the place tonight. Doing our best to keep it together. Keep it together, no matter the weather. But uh, sometimes, you know, you get the audio storms. What can you do? What can you do but soldier on? So, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, You're back to work now? Is that... uh, I am. How's that all uh, going, and, and how long have you been back to work? Well, I was back in November, but by back, I mean, <laughs> I went to a completely different place. Oh, wow. Um, so I, yeah, that was quite an adjustment. And then my first daycare lady was a freaking nightmare. She was so bad. Oh. Um, yeah. I, ugh. But I found another place and it's been a lot better. This lady that, um, it's an infant center and the lady there is just an absolute angel and she just loves Riley and he's just been thriving there. That's so it's good. been great. Yeah. Um, new job. It's all, it's all just like cancer research. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool company. It's pretty small. Um, I think the adjustment going into a brand new job has been a little brutal, but yeah. Plus, you know, I miss Riley, but I think I'm just the type of person that needs to work, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, the adjustment's been a little, it's been rough, but I actually got a uh, one of my coworkers to listen, uh, so he's listening now. Oh, cool. he's Very he's cool. super cool. Like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> one day like we went and get got lunch, you know, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, so this COVID thing. I'm like, yeah. He's like, kind of think that the media sort of overblows it a little bit. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> is that so? Tell me more. And he's it's like, possible. Well. You know, and he started saying the same kind of stuff that I was saying that, you know, a lot of people would be like, how dare you? You're killing people. And he's like, well, I was like, yeah, bro. (laughs) He's like, it's harder to come out libertarian than gay. (laughs) Like, yeah. Or even just conservative. Surely in California, that's true. I would have to imagine. Oh, yeah. It's tough because like you really can't you really have to be careful what you say. Um, especially in more like, you know, we're in San Diego. So like the big cities like LA, San Diego and San Francisco, you just have to be, you have to watch what you say or you'll, you'll put a target on your back. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. These people um, are sick. Yeah, they are sick. They're <laughs> sick. <laughs> so, oh, but then like I figured him out we're like, yeah, now we're cool. So I, I have like somebody that can like send my <laughs> my bad memes to like oh, they superimposed yeah. uh michael jackson's face onto nancy pelosi oh I, yeah. saw, I saw a bit of those going around <laughs> he was like yeah that's funny and like he'll be like yeah friggin newsome or whatever and i'm like yeah fuck that guy and nobody else is around we're like looking behind our shoulders like is anybody else around yeah <laughs> <laughs> you so, say that in a cl- crowded lunchroom and it's like <laughs> yeah they won't they won't go down that will not go down can't do it <clears throat> yeah uh, oh, yeah but it's been good like yeah so he's listening so 
Sup, cool. is thanks for listening, man. Thank you. Thank you I've for been, listening. Yeah. I'm trying to hit him in the mouth for no agenda. Um, he'd love that show because it's so it's much a great like, one. yeah, he he just like required listening. It's so nice. It's anyway, but fantastic product. How long? I mean, we might have talked about this last time, but how long have you been listening to No Agenda? Since 2015, I think. Right on. Yeah. I. Yeah, <laughs> my I started off doing art for them, and then they got a few selected, and then <laughs> like Mike Riley came along, and I was like, ah, yeah, just do something. It's else. competitive these days, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah, like even they'll, even they'll Darren you. has been elbowing around trying to get a win lately. Like, uh, yeah, they're too good. There's like, a lot of good stuff coming in. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like yeah, professional. Me, I just have my very childish kind of sketch art type of things. Yeah. It's like, hey, here you go. And they're like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I need to go back and do some music and parodies and stuff again. They seem to like it whenever I did it. So. Yeah. always the, the music stuff's always good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking it's... of music stuff, I saw you asking. It was like a while back, but about electronic drum kits and like recommendations for electronic drum kits yeah and um, uh everybody was very helpful coming forward with there's no such thing as a good electronic drum kit i saw <laughs> i saw a lot of that yeah i was um, like okay not helpful but i what must else? say right behind me is the elisa's command mesh kit and okay. uh, i've had great experience with it i used to have this yamaha uh, kit that I bought years ago just because I needed something electronic that wasn't going to bother my neighbors. Sure. And um, it was like, meh. it had all the drums in the right place, but the pedals were more like wah pedals than like drum pedals, you know? Oh. So it felt kind of clumsy. And the the drum heads were all like hard rubber. So it was like a bunch of practice pads, basically. This thing, all of the toms and the snare have like these nice mesh heads that feel much more real. I won't say like, they don't feel like a drum head 100%, but they feel thousand times more real than that hard rubber that I had before. Yeah, I heard like the new kits are pretty responsive. And actually, um, oddly enough, soon after I asked about the electric um, drum set, um, two town hoses down for me, my neighbor has like a pretty good set. And he's like, yeah, you know, check it out, whatever. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I was kind of digging around on it, and it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty responsive. It feels like a drum set, and there's really there's like no lag. So yeah, I was pretty impressed. That's how this one is. It's pretty quick. Um, I recorded all the drums for that album I did with Abel Kirby on this kit. Oh wow! So everything on there is is off of this Elisa's kit. Damn. And, uh, okay, that's a good a, sales point there. It's done me well. You know, I mean, you have to do a little bit of tightening some things in post just because of that delay that slight delay um and we were working out of reaper for our daw so that's what we recorded it all in but overall it's really nice to be able to you know lay down tracks and then tweak what what do i want the uh kit to sound like and you can pull drums in and out and uh and it only cost me like 700 and some dollars it's like 750 bucks or something so yeah the price was right it wasn't like a now there are some crazy i sat down at guitar center and i was sitting on this like 38 3900 dollar electronic kit that just 
for all intents and purposes, played like a real kit. It felt so cool. It had, uh, it was smart enough to know when you were playing cross stick on the snare. No, that's it was awesome. Tight, and I'm pretty sure that was a Yamaha too. It was beautiful, and I was like, oh my god, I just want to sit here and play it for like thirty minutes because I know I'll never be able to. I'll never buy this, you know. Yeah. At least not, oh. you know, not in this should, not anytime soon. That's for sure. Not in this economy. No. <laughs> Maybe uh, once I find my bag of gold down the road, then I'll find it. But yeah, yeah. If you're looking for something that's affordable, man, this Elisa's kit has done me pretty well, I would have to say. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. And I'd like something, honestly, you know, I've got so many interest, uh, instruments laying around the house. Um, I just want to give Riley the opportunity to just pick one up and yes, dick around with it. Definitely. Just kind of just have it there and if he wants to go and like huh like strum something's like hey mom what's what how do i do this like ah son you and i yeah i'm learning banjo right now really (laughs) yeah it's awesome it's so beautiful like i was listening to bluegrass the other day i'm like damn i really like bluegrass i never thought i'd say this but damn and was listening and listening and finally um i get a banjo just like i gotta get a banjo and i've been digging around on a banjo it's great i almost want to like <laughs> bring it to work with me and just like once every other day or something like just go off somewhere and practice my banjo and be weird <laughs> <laughs> definitely how many instruments do you play um well well i dick around with like guitar and bass and piano um but really, professionally, I was like, I was paid to be a bass player. So nice. I guess that, I guess that, yeah. Because I played clarinet for a while. Um, let's see, cello, um, xylophone. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So played I was some just... xylophone in uh, school for sure. Yeah, you know. Pretty much um, any any kind of weird percussion instrument. Yeah. I've had a play uh, a part for. Like we did this Christmas melody where, or Christmas medley, I should say, where we did, uh, it was just like little snippets of a bunch of different Christmas songs. And one of them is like Sleigh Ride where it's got the whip. So you play oh, yeah, like this yeah. wood whip where it's like slap. Yeah. That's I a used fun to, one. That is fun. I I used to play the wood whip. I remember that. Like, the old Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, I loved playing timpani. You ever played timpani? Hell yeah. My favorite that part shit. in concert band was timpani. Fuck yeah. Timpani is so cool. You're like... Yeah, so good. And then hopefully, like, it's a part that's written goofily enough where you get to, like, change the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Let me use this pedal. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's right. That's really like got to use that. super strong though that timpani it's like we need this role like uh we play this song called uh where eagles soar yeah and it and it like enters the first sound is a um like the trombones and like the lower brass coming in with a big timpani roll and it's like nice boom 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 and like the band director is just so like good. jumping up in the air, like I need more Japanese <laughs> every time, and I'm like, I'm like, my hands are like flying above my head, trying to just hit it, just beat the absolute hell out of the drum as hard as I can. Oh, and he's always like, more. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Like, that sounds awesome. It was great. It was like the oh. most high energy uh, concert band performance. I like listened to to like a track of it. I don't know, like a couple years back, because it was just I found it somewhere, and I was like, oh man, like in my mind when you hear it, it's like so much better because I hear how it was supposed to sound, and then I hear the recording, and I was like. Oh, that wasn't very great. <laughs> it was like us as sophomores in high school, you know. Oh, uh, man. That was, yeah. Oh. Good times, though. Good times. Yeah, I'd like to play timpani again. Good I times, good great time. oldies. Timpani. See, that's a problem with timpani is like, I don't have a place to put three timpani drums. And you really like, if you're going to play timpani, you need three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At or minimum. Else. Minimum. Yeah, I mean, I want to be surrounded by timpanies. Yes. <laughs> it's just a timpani dome. Just be like the Neil Pert of timpani. <laughs> exactly. Got timpanies on top of my timpanies. <laughs> Timpaniception. We're going to have to rename them to 20 pennies. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> Working on my dad game. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're on it. <laughs> what can I say? Um... So going back to work, like, uh, what's, what's the latest science, man? Well, uh, I'm not doing COVID research anymore. Oh, I no, think... that's, that's, that has nothing to do with science. I'm talking yeah. about what's the latest science, man. What's science? Yeah, some good stuff going on at my work. Um, I'm, I can only say things that, I, that are on the website. And basically um, what our company does is treat uh, solid tumors using viruses whoa um, it's yeah That's it's trippy. uh it's been talked about and uh discussed for years and years and years and this is actually the first time i've actually come in contact and had experience with this because i've read about this in the past um they're called oncolytic viruses and basically the virus is sort of like programmed to target the specific tumor and um they also developed, and this is all on their website, but they also developed um, a, a method of sort of hiding the viruses, and they do it by using um, adipose stem cells, so fat stem cells, and um, they just like stick these little guys in there and then, uh, yeah, put them into the tumor, and the reason why they hide them in there is so that the immune system doesn't try to attack the viruses, you know. Oh, gotcha. So it's kind of like a Trojan horse. And then... Um, yeah, they attack the solid tumor. So that's that's what the research is based around. Interesting. Yeah. Um and there's been I've I've watched documentaries on it where um actually they had a lady sitting at a on a chair and she was like talking about um her treatment and I guess she was saying like yeah, you know, um when they injected the tumor, it felt really hot all of a sudden and then kind of calmed down and then it just like she said it was like it felt awful like her body was battling something she said it was like felt like this epic battle and um yeah according to her on the show i guess it shrank so um it's been it's been kind of dabbled with for a while but there's been some setbacks here and there as there is with all science but when um i saw that on their website i'm like oh shit maybe i should apply check it out and I really wasn't expecting to get the job. <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, we'll see. Give and, her a uh, shot. Yeah, just, you know, because I was going to stay with Riley for a year, you know. And, um, but I, I wanted to check this out. I'm like, man, you know, because I've heard so much about it before. And uh, 
the uh you know i went through a couple interviews or whatever and the hr lady's like hey yeah so you want the job i'm like what <laughs> you sure you sure that was me that you that was me that you're talking about <laughs> and uh because you know being a new mom i was like ah eh, you know they probably think I'd be a pain in the ass, like, you know, I need to get my kid or whatever. And yeah. No, they're totally cool. They're like, yeah, and they're very understanding. Um, my supervisor is a super cool dude. Um, yeah, just it's been very, very good experience so far. And uh the more I learn, the more it's like it's just it's it's working towards like cancer. I feel like stupid COVID just took so much attention away from cancer treatment and all the biotech companies just like dropped what they were doing to focus on fucking covid so that they could make money and you know this they seemed to be the only company that didn't do that like they just sort of like stayed on track with cancer research so i thought that was pretty cool yeah that's nice yeah because my last company oh my god uh covid research i just i think it depressed me because it was just so um it felt kind of contrived maybe or like it really wasn't for just like helping people with covid like it was more opportunistic for, yeah like they're a bunch of covid vultures just well, like, there's like data that you're trying to find or results you're trying to find did you ever feel that way yeah i felt like the results were i mean we didn't falsify data by any means but it felt sure. like it was sort of forced like this is what the results should be and it's like well this is the result it's like close enough like it was just such a pain in the ass. And then getting all those false positives from those kits that we'd be getting from um, Ceno Biologicals when it like COVID first hit the fan. Like, yeah. Um, with those Eliza kits, there was all these f- faulty antibodies that I was working with. I'm like, okay, look, I just tested just pure water and it tested positive for COVID. This can't be right. They're like, oh, you know, uh, so we can't we can't use these kits who's using these kits and evidently like all these people were using these same kits for testing for covid i'm like holy shit stop it and you know Damn. come to find out fucking bill gates had like funded the shit out of these guys sorry what's my language limits here can uh I... no language limits in the bowl okay fantastic you can, you can say whatever the fuck you want in the bowl now yay so cocksucker Bill Gates like, <laughs> ah, you know, he, he put all this money into into Xenobiologicals with these faulty light. They're called Eliza kits. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just they're there's Eliza. It stands for Enzyme Immunoabsorbent. Let's see, E L Enzyme Linked Immunoabsorbent Assay, mm. something like that. Basically, what it all it is is um, you got. You plate the bottom of a, um, so, okay, hold on. Let me start over. So you can get these little squares, right? And these squares have little tiny wells in them. And a bunch of little wells, there's 96 of them. Okay. And on the bottom of each well, what you do is you basically put a thing on the bottom that will bind with what you're trying to find. Um, So in this case, I know this sounds a little confusing, but in this case for COVID, right, um, what you're testing for is the spike protein. So at the bottom of the well of these plates, you coat it with like an anti-spike pr- protein. So that's like your antigen, right? So then you put your sample on top of it and whatever it is, if it has COVID or if it has that spike protein, it will bind to that anti-spike protein or um, antibody. And then 
you put another antibody on top of it, which would have a marker on it. So it only activates when the marker on the top activates with the spike protein, which should be bound to the bottom of the well that has the antigen. So the only way it'll activate, the only way it'll light up is if it's um, actually binding and there's something there that it's to bind to. I'm simplifying it a lot, but that's basically all it is, is, you know, if it's there, it'll light up. Now there's different ways it'll line up. Like, you know, um, you can do like colorimetric, which is basically just a very obvious color change, or you can do like chemoluminescence or, uh, which is just, you know, you put it in a light box or a UV box and, uh, it'll light up. So, and if there's nothing there, nothing lights up, nothing, no color changes, nothing. So hmm. with this one that I was mentioning earlier, when I tested water, <laughs> it lit up and I'm like, okay. Just like distilled purified water? Yeah, just DI. Um, that's what we use for all of the science because, you know, it does, it's inert. It doesn't interact with anything. Right. If you, if you use tap water, you know, there's like calcium and stuff yeah. in there. It can mess up your junk. So, <laughs> yeah, it's got to just be the H2O, nothing else. Yeah, but in this case, it was definitely, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, because you always have to have a negative control and a positive control when you're doing these types of tests. Mm -hmm. And my negative control was just freaking water. So it, it, it shouldn't have lit up, and it did. And it come to find out, like, oh, everybody's using these, and like, ah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was a. It was bad. It was all bad. Got to pump them numbers up, man. Yeah, but whatevs. That was. I think it was like it started off with that, and it just went downhill from there. I couldn't do it anymore. So and, uh, when you, when you, when you had Riley, did you just leave permanently? Did you just like peace out, or did you like take a maternity leave and wait it out and see what happens, or what? So, yeah, <laughs> what happened was, yeah, after I had Riley, I took maternity leave. And while I was on leave, I mean, I was still technically employed to my last place. Yeah. And, like, these assholes called, called me. They're like, hey, you know, we could really use your help. Can you do this? And um, I had made, like, an instructional video on, um, I forget what, some, some process in our lab. And because uh, it's, like... There's something about like investors or something. I don't know. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I can give you a hand. They're like, yeah, we just need a couple things. And all of a sudden, motherfucker sent me this huge list of like three million things. Oh. And I'm on maternity leave. I'm like, you guys are such assholes. And then so I figured, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm quitting. Like, how do Who you do needs that? needs them? Yeah. I mean, they're just, uh, I don't know. Their whole thing. It just, I don't know where they're going. They didn't have an HR. They didn't have like... And accounting it was just like this this mess of a company Ugh. so this these guys these new guys they're, they're uh seems like they have their shit together much better so That's i feel good. i feel more confident my bullshit tolerance in jobs is not really that high mine needs work <laughs> i need like, uh, ugh. they yeah. uh i quit the cookie dough shop because they tried to make your boy wear a hairnet and I was already wearing a bandana, like, perfectly fine <laughs> for months and months. And it was, you know, to county health code. And uh, this other girl made dough one time and got her hair in it. And so they wanted to change the rules for everybody. And I was like, nah. 
Yeah. How, how about I go uh, bartend somewhere else? You can yeah. figure out who the fuck makes dough now. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Man, being a bartender, that must be a lot of fun. I love it. It's the uh, longest finger wag career I've had, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. Like, I Although, feel like you get to see people. I mean, you have to put up with drunken bullshit. But... Yeah, that's true. Although, I mean, by state statute, you don't have to, really. In fact, you have to not put up with drunk bullshit. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're licensed, you have an obligation to, like, cut people off and... Uh, throw people out of your establishment and all that kind of thing oh yeah that makes sense yeah you have to that's true yeah you can as a bartender you can actually get in pretty big trouble if you're over serving people uh especially if something shit goes down like if somebody leaves your bar and then is involved in a dy god forbid you will be have you will have questions asked of you like they'll yeah. they'll come ask you questions because they'll figure out where they were drinking and they'll figure out who was serving them. So it's like it's not really a something something that you can really do. You know, you can be like like if that happens, you have to be like, oh yeah, they were here from this time to this time, and like I cut them off at this point because it was yeah. Like I don't know who was feeding them the shots, but like I was like, you can't you can't have no more. You know. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just responsible thing to do like you would with a friend right like exactly. okay buddy yeah. yeah you're you've had enough and they'll be all belligerent like i'm fine yeah, yeah. exactly it's hard because you got to find that line because you're still like on their side you know you still got to be on their side but you got to be like you know hey this affects all of us <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man but yeah some of my favorite times were working at a bar I'm, i started bartending i turned 21 at bonnaroo out in Tennessee, and then when I got back, I started bartending, because um, they this bar I used to drink at all the time <laughs> since I was like eighteen and moved to this college town. Um, they like asked me, if, you know, because they were like looking for people, and they're like, "Hey, what what do you think about bartending?" I was like, "Oh, hell yeah, I'll bartend! I love to work here." And I was like, I was like two and a half months away from turning twenty one or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, fill out fill out this and whatever, and then they're like. You're not you're not 21 though, <laughs> and then they were like, <laughs> and then they're like, now you have to go, you have to go for tonight. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, really? Aw, come on, yeah. man. Stupid laws. Then I came laws. back. I came back and had a job, so I couldn't be that man. Yeah, laws. Yeah. What's up with laws, man? I don't know, man. Stone telling us what to do. I was like picking arbitrary numbers for shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it to a certain point, like, but come on, come on, come on. Cut it out. Yeah. Give me a break. Get off my balls. <laughs> this is the same bar that uh, Lorian drank at since she was, well, how you started no, when I you started were at 17. 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drinking. Boy, do I miss that. Uh, I used to, man, I love whiskey and bourbon. Hell I yeah. tell you. What's your favorite? Uh, do you Akintoshin. have like a, a what? Yes. I'm sorry. Akintoshin. Akintoshin. It is a scotch whiskey. It is wonderful highly recommend it it is the most and i've had a lot of scotch with <laughs> let me tell you what um many a drinks i've had all over the place and for a while for a while glenn levitt was my favorite yep um but then i found akintoshin and boy did it change my life it's just there's a good story behind this do you want to hear it absolutely yeah it's actually not that great. I ended up. I, you're gonna be disappointed. It better anyway, be so. the best story I ever heard. 
Okay. <laughs> Here we go. But uh, yeah, um, a friend of mine, he's a hardcore uh, Scottish individual. And uh, he's like, but he's also um, Lieutenant Colonel in the Marine Corps. And so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So yeah. he has, um, uh, well, his <laughs> his wife's actually a colonel. So it's even more. So he, he has uh, whiskey tastings once in a while on the... Uh, on, on the base here at uh, Pendleton. And uh, luckily, he, I mean, he just loves me to death. He's like, you're my daughter. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. I can be your daughter. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but he has whiskey tastings, right? And uh, we sit in this big hall and he puts these papers onto um, the placemats in front of us. And they have people bring out um, little tasters of whiskey. And... Um, there's a, a map with like a little tiny um, like circles on it where you place the whiskey shot and um, and it's it's a uh, and uh, it's a drawing of the globe you know so wherever it comes from like say you know you get a whiskey from Tennessee right sure there's a little circle over Tennessee and you place it there and Very so cool. pretty soon you're like filling up this whole map with like the different flavors of the bourbon and scotch and what have you and uh boy when he brought out that akintoshin um it was just it was wonderful i was like i i hadn't there's nothing like it i was like i love this whiskey hate the pd whiskeys can't do it um but this one is just so smooth and so wonderful like sorry i've got the worst allergies my voice is cracking oh, like a 15 year old <laughs> you're good no worries boy. so is it is it a pd or one it has like a no it's so smooth it's okay. like because I cannot stand the PD stuff. I'm the same I just way. cannot do it. I, any like any of those like Southern Islay or Eastlay, I don't know how you say it because I'm not that big of a Scotch snob, even though I've drank a lot of it. I don't know like a lot of the stuff, but yeah. like like Oban was like what these dudes try to get me into, which is one of the ones. It's like the Southern uh, Islay scotches. They all have that super peatiness to it, and I'm like. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I can't do it. It's just but, like, it's like chewing on a burnt tire. I'm not into it. Yeah, it's it's like it's weird. It's like yeah. a fungus cigar or something. I yeah, don't know. no, I don't know. no thanks. I don't know about it, but the yeah. the I'm like you, Glen Livet, Glen anything Glen. Yeah, yeah. Is oh ha- yeah, I'm totally. happy with. Um, I've but been yeah, doing this... a lot of the Balvany Double Wood lately. Ooh, yeah. You, you know what? One. Those are nice. Those are very nice, actually. But Akintoshin, um, I've never even... I had to like look all around. I was trying it with an O at first, but... Yeah. A, for those uh, playing along at home, A-U-C-H-E-N-T-O-S-H-A-N, Akintoshin. I'm going to yeah. have to look for a bottle. Yeah, this it's... beautiful. It's so good. And so, you know, I was telling this guy's name is David. He goes, hey, so what's your favorite one? I'm like, the Akintoshin. That shit's so good. And he's like... Here, have the bottle. I'm like, <gasps> the bottle? The he gave me bottle. the whole bottle. Awesome. And so, like, I, and uh, as a joke, he gave my husband Old Crow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so, like, you know, week goes by, and I'm like, boy, you know, Friday night, no kid yet. And, ah, oh, man, I could really go for a nice two fingers of Akintoshin right now. Mm-hmm. Sit down and just kick my feet up and so i pour i pour my akintoshin bottle you know and i'm swirling around i take a sip i'm like this is not akintoshin oh, no my husband gave you the drank 
all of my Akadoshin and oh, filled up my Akadoshin no. bottle with old crow. And he thought oh. you wouldn't notice. I was so mad. Man. <laughs> like, Divorce. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh my god, so mad. I still, I'm still like. <laughs> he's like you you took too long to drink it i'm like i was enjoying it i was savoring it yeah you gotta savor the flavor man Ay, so i'm looking mad. at a bottle of this is like ridiculous akintoshin 1965 it's a 42 year old scotch for four thousand pounds for a uh yeah for, for a fifth yeah Oof. some of them are some of those are expensive but, but... hey free uk mainland standard delivery <laughs> yeah not uh not all of them is four grand but no definitely not no, no, no. but uh boy. there's a nice 12 year here for 38.95 yeah yeah no they're they're perfectly great um i mean the prices again that's pound sterling but you know i don't i'm not like an exchange rate wizard but oh please you couldn't even tell me <laughs> what's uh yeah can't no i have, I have to be very careful when i go to other countries like hmm <laughs> is this a lot of money or is it not? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't really know. All I know like, is uh I like money. Yeah, I like money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, no, it's not very much money, just all this? No. It's, <laughs> it's like three cents American. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Live a little. Yeah. <laughs> you rich Americans, you can handle it. <laughs> I felt rich in Thailand. Nice. Yeah, that was, boy. Only been to anyway. Mexico one time. That's the only time you know, I've left the good old U.S. of A. You know, I'm literally like probably an hour away from Mexico. I've never gone. Oh, yeah, you're right above, uh, across the board from uh, Tijuana, right? Yeah, we're right there. They call it TJ. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because like, I have a lot of friends that are from Mexico. They're like, yeah, you should come down sometime with me. We'll go hang out. I'm like, yeah, dude, that sounds great. And it never happens. I work with a sommelier at the roast, uh, the roastery in town, the yeah. coffee roaster. And uh, then his husband, they uh, inherited a house out there in Tijuana, I think. Um, but Or no, I think it was in San Diego. But um, it's like most of his family lives in Tijuana. And then his like great aunt or aunt or somebody uh, died and left him a house in San Diego, like just over the border. So... He oh, moved. Okay. He moved out there, and then I got his job. Ba, 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 ba. But Woo-hoo. he's a cool guy. Congratulations! You do any yeah. meetups out there? No, uh, no agenda meetups action. You know, um, we had one recently, but I mean, I think. Well, last one I went to, I think I was still quite pregnant, um, and then since then, uh, it's been hard to get up or yeah, get down like a- there. A time vortex, man. Tell you what, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> um, Riley's getting the age now where it's like a little easier to take him out and do stuff. So yep. it it'll be pretty soon. We'll be back and back in the saddle. So yeah, there's just that one. I don't know. It kind of happens all at once. It's like slowly, then all at once. You know. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I can actually do pretty much anything that I used to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Riley's pretty good. Like, since he was a newborn, we could take him to restaurants and stuff and just sort of chill. Yeah. Um, The only thing that he has trouble with is sleeping, which is just like me. Like, God damn it, I feel uh. responsible. 
Because like we're both, I don't know if it's just because of our DNA, but I don't need to sleep as much. Like I just, I've never needed like whole eight hours of sleep. In fact, when I tried to sleep for eight hours, I'd get frustrated because I just wouldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep for that long. Um, That's a cool I live... problem to have. It's like a <laughs> yeah. really cool problem to have, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, it's very useful for parenting. That's for sure. Yeah. So like I can, I can handle sleep deprivation a lot better. Um, but it, it wears on you eventually. Like, you know, like a couple nights ago, poor little guy had a uh, fever and he was crying, crying. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And we couldn't bring him to daycare. So, you know, they have a 24 hour, no fever roll. And plus, you know, so dad, sure. his dad had to stay with him the first half of the day. And then I spent the last half of the day with him. And it was just like, you know, meanwhile, shit's blowing up at work. I'm like, well, ah, this is it. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do is just, uh, whatever. Yep. Riley, Riley takes priority. So definitely. But, uh, still, it was, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of like weed and science, um, I was halfway expecting that you to ask me about this whole new study thing about THC, um, yeah, being able to like stop the COVID. It like cures Corona is what we've heard in the bowl. So that's like uh, why we're not dead, I guess. I mean, tell you what, I don't know why I keep saying that. I think for some reason I've got like King of the Hill in my head. It's, it's coming. coming back. It's a great damn phrase. I tell you what. I love that show. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it until I was like much older. Like, yeah. Because I saw it when I was a teenager. I'm like, what do they say? Who cares? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, in my 30s, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I knew, I know I'm like a boring old adult now because <laughs> there was a scene, like, it was an opening scene where like Hank Hill is trying to um, unwrap Saran wrap. <laughs> and he's like there's something like that and he's like sitting there and he's like and it like folds over on itself and he's like dang it and he like peels it back and it's like he's struggling with it and he's like ah and i'm just like i am fucking losing it i am dying just like <laughs> laughing watching him do this i'm like oh my god that's <laughs> that's my, totally my struggle and there was like no words no music it was just like crinkly sounds <laughs> <laughs> That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, back to that whole thing. So, I actually ended up reading a bunch of articles about it. Um, this is a bitch that lives down the street from me. She's like, you know, they've only tested it in, in Petri dishes. Shrug emoji. I'm like, bitch, they've had more than just Petri dishes. Damn it. She's like, she doesn't know anything about science. And she I am the science. <laughs> She's terrible. Anyway, God, I just, I need to get along with people better. <laughs> well, you know, the people that live on your street, they're crazy. I know, I'm stuck with them. Yeah. I'm like trying, I'm trying, dude. But she's like, she's like mask. Oh, man. Nazi. You know, it's hard. I just like hate She's that. just like, she's just like, dude. She's all for mandates. I'm like, bro, oh. just like, stop. You gotta, but anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. You gotta just leave other people the fuck alone. That's all I'm asking. You can, but... yeah, you can do whatever you like. You can be like the mask, the mask, uh, 24 7. Yeah, you can wear 20 you goddamn can, masks. You can go to bed go with ahead. a mask on if you want, but. It doesn't matter. I don't care. You can wear your mask in your car and the chair and your hair and the here, there, everywhere. Leave me alone. I'm yes. I do not wear them, Sam. I am. So, 
I uh, I started reading, and people don't really know exactly why, but the theory is now get this. So COVID enters your body through your lungs because there's an enzyme that is expressed in a high amount called ACE2. And it's a angiotensin, uh, angiotensin base. I uh, have to look it up. ACE2 enzyme, angiotensin. Here I am trying to science and like not remembering shit. Angiotensin converting enzyme. Um, so basically what that's responsible for is things like, um, it, 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 uh, regulates things like blood volume and oxygenation. It's, it's, it's kind of like a regulator type of thing for your cardiovascular system. And, uh, what COVID does, um, the, uh, it's spike protein actually binds to the ACE2 enzyme. And then that's its mechanism of entry. So since it has, you know, access to your entire cardiovascular system, that's why you get so much, you know, people get so many different, um, symptoms like, oh, you know, headache and loss of smell and it's all, you know, it's all connected. The ACE2 is, um, you can even find it in like the digestive tract and stuff. So, but it's most highly um, expressed in, in the lungs. And by expressed, it just means uh, that's where the cells poop it out. <laughs> so nice. what they're saying is that THC and CBD actually binds to the ACE2 enzyme as well. So now they're competing over the same um enzyme uh so there's only so many things that you can bind to and i guess you know because th and you know thc has a direct cardiovascular effect as you've experienced Mm -hmm. um so because of the competition um it seems like it's been sort of like pushing covid out of the way just crowds them all out so there's nowhere to bind then uh... pretty much yeah exactly nice yeah, so, yeah, it's a whole The THC whole is, like, super sticky, man. It, like, binds to whatever. Sure. And yeah, it's, it you know, it's... fat-soluble, so it's, like... Exactly. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, it's... it's um, All it is is really, like, a molecule where the virus is, you know, comparatively much larger, so it's a little more sluggish, and so the THC mm. is, like, zip, 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 and, you know, it binds everything in the... THC is, <laughs> like, excuse me, come through, come through, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. <laughs> This is my is bar. It? Listen. I'll take it. You're going to have to find a place down the street. <laughs> Move along. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what they're saying. And they've actually been doing studies on this since 2020. Like before Koof even. Like they're like, oh, you know, there's this ACE2 enzyme. But huh, look at this THC, you know. And they've actually been doing studies on people. Like people with COVID. They're like, hey, you've got COVID. You want to get high? Like, hey, man. <laughs> You got the coof, man? Yeah, like, yeah, bro. I mean... You want to, like... Like, where was I? Like... (laughs) You want to, like, coof some more, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd be... I'd totally be... Yeah. But then the breastfeeding. Uh, I don't know how much of it actually transfers into the breast milk. I imagine if it were... If I were ingesting it, it'd be a different story than just, you know, the direct effect and the, uh, but it all gets in your bloodstream. So I don't know. But your titty stream. What about that? Yeah. Anything in the bloodstream goes in the titty stream. Yep. The bloodstream's connected to the titty stream. (laughs) But I mean, 
you know, you can drink beer to help the milk let down, and then that's, that's all right. True. So, yeah. I do drink beer. Oh man, love. I like. I, oddly enough, milk stouts help with milk production. Did yep. you know that? Weird, right? It's fantastic. It is. I do like a milk stout. It's nice. I but, am uh, uh, currently th- about to kill this uh, steep drop from Boulevard, which is a nitro cold brew milk stout. Okay. So, yes, I like them, too. I'm liking them right now. <laughs> what a quinky dink. Yeah. That's fun. You called it, man. Wow. Called it. It's like, it's like I knew. You could tell yeah. from the sound of my palate that it was soaked <laughs> in milk stout. <laughs> Why does that sound so dirty? Because we were just talking about titties and milk and milk stout, and then it's soaked, and I don't know. Yeah. True that, true that, true that. Millions of reasons. It can always be dirty, though. That's the beautiful thing about like words in English. That's true. In fact, we even have a, a voicemail here Oh, that most likely is just filthy. Okay. And we're going to listen to it. Are you I ready? hope it's filthy. Yes. And if you want to leave a filthy voicemail for Illuminati, you can just call 816-607-3663. Standard messaging rates apply. Uh, you can even text if you're voice shy or you're like, boo, my mouth don't work so good. You can just text. <laughs> uh, like this caller did not text though. Uh, this caller called in. Hey, 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 in hey. the bowl, in the bowl, in the bowl. That's three times for a beautiful trifecta. Three people that I happen to find quite beautiful and amazing. And it's true, no matter how flowery that sounds. Or mush cushy. Oh no, mush cush. So <laughs> mush-cush. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Actually, you're just about to go live here. So I'm really happy that you're going to be on. That you're on tonight, Nadia. Thank you for coming on. I do genuinely feel your passionate love to hear you. Just I really appreciate a lot of what you have to say and share. Um, how much time do I have? Okay. So and. Um, it's really great to hear you. I wasn't sure how long it would be before you'd be on again. So this is an extra special treat. I just found out a few hours ago because I'm a doof and I don't stay connected (laughs) as well as others. Uh, I'm NASA and everywhere. So, uh, thank you, Lorian, for mentioning that in, uh, in the bowl chat. (laughs) So, uh, I'm running out of time, I'm sure. I do not have much time left. You got so ages, I've darling. I've got two important questions for you, Nadia. And I really thought about this. Um, one is, what would you say um, is the most, um, maybe not shocking, but like stupendous, um, remarkable, remarkably awesome thing about being a mother? Up, up, and up to date, thus far, what would you say is for you the most amazing thing about being a mom to to your bean, your baby bean, Riley. <laughs> Great name, by the way. Great name. So Thank you. I'd like to know that. And the other thing is, um, in your experiences uh, shooting and practicing shooting, what would you say is the best advice that you could give an absolute beginner? Uh, because I do not like guns. But I'm absolutely certain I need to learn how to use firearms. 
I'm I'm positive. As much as I don't want to deal with guns, I think I should know how to shoot one. So what do you think is the best advice uh, for me as an absolute beginner before I go to a range or start researching? Let me know. I'd appreciate your input. I always do. Thank you so much. So great to hear you, Nadia. <laughs> yeah, in the bowl. Have a great show. Ding. In the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl, quirk ass. In the bowl. Wow. Geez, she really doesn't. Boy, my ego just goes. Whoop, she's such a sweetheart, is it? She just. Oh man, she's so. She's just such a nice. Oh, she's so sweet. This is serious. She brings it. Yeah, she does, man. Boy. Um. So to answer your question, mom. Let's see, the most remarkable thing. You know, I think one of the things that I was surprised about was how um, much, even though it's it can be hard, I mean, you know, taking care of a baby, it's, it's a lot of work, but I've found that taking all that attention off of myself and moving it all towards my baby has been kind of like a relief. Like, like I don't care so much about myself and what I'm doing and this, that. It's like, it's all the baby now. And it's been sort of liberating. And I, I found that that was sort of surprising. Like, oh, wow, you know, it's, you know, you're constricted in some ways, but in other ways, it's like, um, I really can't describe it. But it, yeah, I feel sort of, there's something more important now that um, that's my focus. It's like my focus. I don't know if it's making any sense at all. No, I totally yeah, get totally. that. Yeah, totally. The uh you can't be so selfish, you know? It's like you have yeah. responsibility for another human being. I even and- like it in a meta sense cuz it's like it's not even necessarily maybe that you're not selfish. It's just that your selfishness now has expanded. It's like oh. It's like this is yeah. my future self. This is my like lineage, my DNA. This is a continuation of me. Once I'm dead and gone, these are the people who will be running stuff, you know? And like, if I, if I ever accumulate any kind of thing to give to them, like that's who, that's who's going to have it, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what I think. It's like your kids and then by proxy, your grandkids and everybody who comes after, like they are, they are you when you're gone. And that's the only place really your memory's probably going to live on too, at least in a, uh, in a meaningful way. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense too. Yeah. I think, that's probably true. The thing is, too, is like my people at work must I must drive them crazy because I'm like, look at my baby, and I've got like yes. a million pictures of my baby all over the place. I'm just like my baby, <laughs> but I just like I just love him. I've never had like I don't. It's like bizarre. That's the other thing too is like I did not know how much I could love until I had a baby. It's like holy shit! Like this is a very very powerful emotion. Um it's like overwhelming sometimes like wow i really just love my baby and uh so like i i'm at work and i miss him and yeah it's 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 like it really is mind-blowing that that aspect of it too just having i mean obviously it must it's biological but yep (laughs) well it's like it's like the reason we're here it's like we're here because somebody had a baby, you know? And Yeah. So then we're going to have babies. Like, it's like, humanity, hi, if you want it to keep going, like... We need babies. That's how it works. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. It's the only way it works. Yeah. Our, our population is actually going down. People are like, oh, there's too many people. There is, 
birth rate's gone down quite a bit so every time i hear that every time i'm here like there's too many people i'm always like no there's too many people like you bird oh i flipped it around whoa look at that (laughs) (laughs) now i'm gonna go where kids eat free on tuesdays oh yeah that's awesome and then oh the second question was about guns which i love that's right guns so so yeah, a novice. How is Quirkess, as a beginner, going to get into guns? You know, you just kind of have to look at it like another tool, really, and treat it with... That's the thing is people... Uh, you, you always get these assholes that are like, oh, look at me and my gun, and they like, you know, they wave it around and act like idiots and then shoot themselves. It's like, yeah, dumbass. Like, you do the same thing with like a nail gun or a car, right? Sure. You can't just go in and think you're cool and... You know, you got to have, you know, respect like it's a tool. Like, um, what are you using it for? Are you using it for target practice? Are you using it for defense? Are you using it for hunting? Like, you kind of need to know. Um, but either way, I would say getting like a basic um, gun training session, maybe once or twice, like, you know, how to hold the gun, how not to point it at people, <laughs> even if it's not loaded. Um you know what to do if you know you something gets stuck or um just being able to familiarize yourself with the actual gun you know it's like unlike you know a tool or even an instrument right yeah um and i think it makes you less intimidated because yeah it goes boom boom and but i mean if you think about it a car is just as capable if not more capable of killing you um it's a big giant i mean think about it we're dri- we're driving these giant metal um fucking boxes like you know 80 miles per hour yep. um right next to each other that's pretty fucking dangerous like even with all the safety equipment and stuff that you're strapped to it's dangerous like um you know you get a stray bullet every so often and yeah it'll shoot you but like if you get in a car accident like you know, going that fast, you're kind of fucked. So, but people don't, aren't afraid of it as much as they are guns. So you just kind of have to approach it like that. Like, you know, use it properly. That's it. Use it properly. Um, and you should be okay. So knowing the basics, I think going into it is probably your best bet. And, um, it'll be, cause if you're afraid of a weapon, you know, you're not going to use it properly. You're going to be like, ah, you know, and then it takes the fun out of it. And um, so I think I think just having that little lesson will give you a lot more confidence going into it. And then you can be like, okay, you know, now that you have all the safety in, in place and you're always going to be around a bunch of people, like anytime you go shooting, there's going to be all these gun enthusiasts that are like, yeah, you know, you need to hold it like this. And you, they'll, uh, they'll teach you like this big, long history le- lesson about at least the people I hang out with. Um, but again, as I mentioned, I know a lot of Marines, <laughs> so they're, they like killing stuff. Nice. So they're, uh, um, oh my God, I, I had so much fun. We went out to the desert and, um, I mean, there was just like so many guns and there was like an AR-15, there was an AR-10, there was all types of shotguns. There was like this little tiny itty bitty little pistol thing. And it was it like, it was a foldable pistol. I shit you not. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my buddy's like, yeah, you see, his his name's Don. Yeah, you see, now you can fold it out. And uh, 
Now it's gonna it's got a lot of kick in it because it's such a small gun. See, and like I, it was like a noisy cricket. It was like the same thing. Damn. It was so cool. Um, and it was very inaccurate, but basically the the point is, you know, you could keep it in your purse and like you know some guy tries to get you, you shoot him. But again, uh, I'm sort of rambling and not really addressing the question <laughs> but um yeah just get confidence get it familiar and maybe even you know look at different types of guns like hey you know look at it like it's sort of like um like a hobby type of thing i don't know my i love shotguns i've always felt most comfortable with shotguns for some reason um everybody has their preferred type like some people are really into rifles some people really like their pistols i like shotguns nice i like all of them yeah, I, I some... haven't shot anything yet that I don't like. Um, I guess I don't know. There was this like high point forty five that like it feels very clunky. I don't know if you ever shot a high point, but they're like the Walmart gun. I don't think I've guns. ever shot one. It's like they're like the meme gun of being a crappy gun, <laughs> being like a ghetto ass gun. Um, and they just like. It's just like big and goofy feeling and just like clumsy feeling. I never really felt like confident holding that. Yeah. But uh, like uh, if you're holding a high point forty five, it feels more like something you would bash somebody over the head with than like something <laughs> you would shoot. Sure. You know? <laughs> like that's kind of what it feels like. But everything else, I mean, I have several guns and uh, I have buddies up in the woods that have a lot more than me. Yeah. And they we go shooting at Tannerite every <laughs> once in a while, which is fun. That's fun. You ever shot some Tannerite? No. It go boom. It's good. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's great stuff. What about yeah. what, what about you, uh, Lauren? You have any advice for Quarkass? Mm, I like what Nadia said about just familiarizing yourself. Maybe taking a class. Go to a range with some people you're comfortable with. Um, that's how I started. And uh, go to a gun store. You know, talk to the people there and hold some things once you have the etiquette down. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. Like, they're so friendly. They make it, it's not, you know, the media, they make it sound like, guns are so weird. But you go to a gun, like, the gun store that's here, you know, they're under a lot of pressure because it's California and they hate us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> jerks. And uh, they're, we're jerks. Um, but, you know, they're so nice in there and. Uh, throughout the entire pandemic, they refused to wear masks. I was like, thank you. Good for them. Nice. They're just following the law, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I was, yeah. You're not supposed to wear a mask if you have a gun on you. Like, that's just uh, one of the rules. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not good, man. And you're like, not supposed to work at a gun store without having a gun on you. Because that's yeah. also kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I don't think people thought about that. But... Also, you know, the thing is with masks is um, I think it's actually, now this isn't a popular opinion, but uh, I think it's actually exacerbating people's COVID and I'll tell you why. Um, so the thing is, as somebody, you know, who's going to be working with viruses, right? Yep. You got to be specially fitted. So what my employer did was send me off to a hospital to get specially fitted to a mask and the way that they did that was basically they sit you in a room and they put this big tube over your head and um, then they place the mask on you and uh, kind of fit it around and okay is this snug here is your chin is that you know they're kind of like doing 
rough measurements of your face to like make sure you get the right fit and then they'll spray some like scented like water or something or um mist inside Mm -hmm. the tube and if you smell any of it then the mask isn't the right fit so they have to find a different mask so they do this for a while until you don't smell anything right and it's a long process and it's like really tight against your face and everything these fucking masks with the claws and shit like like exposed everywhere they don't do shit like if if somebody were really sick and they were like breathing really hard and then passed right by me and they're wearing a mask that shit's still gonna get on me not only that um you know there's like tons of bacteria that accumulates on these masks and people don't realize like if you're not washing your mask every day which people do not and if you're not changing out your mask every single day which people don't um all that bacteria is going to accumulate and i tell you it's the same exact bacteria that people get when they get pneumonia so if you're getting covid and then you know you're having trouble breathing and you're sucking in all that bacteria then you get pneumonia it's like dude, it's probably because of the fucking mask. And people are getting bacterial infections in their eyes. And it's like, this isn't helping at all. It's not helping. So, I mean, we all have to wear masks at work. And, you know, me being a scientist, if I'm saying that, like somebody else can be like, what? Why? Science. But, um... (laughs) How dare you, science? (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, all that bacteria is just, it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't block it. It's just sort of just this rule. It's, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of the times too, when people get pneumonia, I think it was probably maybe, now I have nothing to back this up with. I've done no studies. I can't say for sure, but, um, I think it might've been helped out by the mask. Like maybe just breathing in that extra bacteria. I don't know. But um, I know that's my uh, my husband's grandfather passed away from the pneumonia after having COVID. So I don't know. It seemed like he was fine. And then who knows? But I I really think and, and I mean, this guy was paranoid about it, too. I mean, tell you, he was like he shaved off his like his beard and didn't go outside very often. And, you know, he got the vaccines and still you know but then like (laughs) you got like a friend of mine she didn't she's like i'm not getting that fucking vaccine i'm not wearing the mask i'm not doing shit and uh she got covid and she was sick for a while and then she was just fine but i mean obviously there's a huge age difference but even so it's like i mean they both got covid and one of them was miserable (laughs) so I don't know. Anyway, that uh, was a rant. that was a long rant. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it would like exacerbate that kind of thing, you know. You're keeping it yeah. trapped up there and Yeah, unless you're actually changing it out every day and you're actually fitting it around your face like they do, you know, when they measure us at the hospital and you actually, you know, if you're very good hygienically about your mask, okay, it might work, you know, it's probably a good 20% protection, maybe. But um the way people are using it, not so much. And plus, like, everybody, their 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 nose is, like, hanging over the top of the mask. It's like, just take it off then. Like, it's not doing you any good at all. Just take it off. Like, now you're just wearing it. That just, it just signals to me then that they're just wearing it because they're being told to. 
you know it's like just fucking take it off just uh, you know yeah I mean, <sighs> think this deep in that like most of this stuff is I don't know I keep on seeing people be like oh it's crumbling the narrative is crumbling they're losing the battle we're winning and this kind of thing and like I'm always yeah. like, okay, like, who's all this we, and uh, how is Dude, it changing? Like, mean. like day one, there was this fucking, you know, two weeks to stop the spread thing, which I was, like, skeptically like, well, if it's two weeks, you know, you do whatever you do. It's like, the office canceled their uh, weekly sales meetings, right? And then, ever since, it's just been horse shit after horse shit, and... To me, like, I don't know. It seems like nobody's really changed or, I don't know, I don't feel any big, like, you know, tide shift or turn. It's like, it seems to me like the people who were all in from the beginning are still all in. And the people who were kind of like, I don't know about this, like, I don't know. Just Uh, There's times, actually, it's an interesting dynamic. I mentioned my neighbor earlier. She is like Queen Nancy. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, but, uh, she it was a Nazi man. It was a Nazi. But, um, yeah, a couple of my neighbors, they're like, they, they asked me like, so Nadia, you know, do you, re- I mean, you keep getting the boosters and, but they're the same boosters. Don't the flu shots change around? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, they change around. They're like, well, you know, if we keep getting these vaccines and just get continuously getting jabbed and jabbed, like but they don't seem to really be working. And I'm like, well, you know, they're probably, you know, some effectiveness or whatever, like, you know, it gives your body, you know, fight the spike protein or whatever. Like, yeah, but keep going. And then like, how, how many times do we have to do it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm like trying to play like devil's advocate just to like kind of cover my ass. Cause you know, I don't want people to pour blood on my door or whatever. And sure. Yeah. Do. And so, uh, like she started asking these questions and then, um, the neighbor earlier that I mentioned, she's uh, she comes over like, you know, I just got back from Arizona and not a single person was wearing a mask. They're such idiots. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's weird there's Time- even people left in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, the surges are happening all simultaneously, um, you know, with it doesn't I mean, despite actions. Otherwise, like it's just the, the the numbers are all going up at the same time in the same rate per capita, you know. Yes. Dis- I mean, in spite of you know some wearing masks and some not. Yeah, the, the whole mask policy thing doesn't really seem to. The virus doesn't seem to give much of a shit about yeah. your local ordinances. Yeah, and I mean, right now the death rate is so low. It's like I think. It's fine. To me, it seems like a blessing that we've got Omicron because, I mean, it's just giving everybody natural immunity, you know. Um, and I'm not saying it's been not been tough. Like, I've known people who died from it. Um, I don't mean to sound cavalier about it, but um, it's uh, I, it's just, I mean, we go through pandemics and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like comparatively this has been pretty mild (laughs) um i mean we're i'm comparing this with like the spanish flu um that shit was fucking brutal and i mean just like all the previous sicknesses from before like they just happen like it's just one of those things that yeah happens within you know 
with people, with humans. Like there's going to be some batshit crazy disease that comes out of nowhere. No pun intended, Pat and Bat. Um, <laughs> and just, uh, just, you know, annihilates people. And this, it was like, you know, I mean, it wasn't good, but I think hurting other people by shutting things down and fucking up our economy and putting people out of business. I I think that was just, you know, but that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter what I think. It just, it is what it is. So, um, I think maybe we're just too safe. Do you ever think that maybe like, we're just, we've got ourselves in such a nice cushy position that any tiny little thing that comes our way, that's bad. Like we just flip the fuck out. Is that, yeah. Is that accurate? I think so. I mean, it's like why yeah. they pu- put warnings on Gorilla Glue not to put it on your eyes and stuff. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> okay. So, I get it. Someone did that. But fuck that person. Like, natural selection, right? I mean, don't do dumb shit. <laughs> and why th- is there guardrails everywhere, you know? It's like, okay, why do we have to desecrate the earth and all these uh, cool, like, hiking spots with railings and shit? It's like, just don't lean over the edge too far. It's frustrating. Yeah, I feel like we live in a uh, padded wall society sometimes. Yeah, like a nanny. nanny, Especially yep. in California. It's a bit of a nanny state here. Like everything. And everything in the state of California gives you cancer. Like, there's a yeah. sign that says, this substance is known to the state of California to be carcinogenic or cause cancer or whatever it says. Yeah. It's like every single fucking thing. I saw some from French fries. They were like, French fries are known in the state of California yeah. to cause cancer. I'm like, God damn, like, why is it the cancer? <laughs> they need to put a label on the sun. Like, the cancer. sun is known <laughs> in the state of California to cause cancer. And, I mean, the sun does cause a lot of cancer. So, I mean, why isn't California banning it is what I'm asking. Like, I, I mean, mean. Bill Gates is working on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ban the sun. Yeah, he's going to spread a sun-blocking permacloud or something, yes. Yeah. And then I we'll mean, all be saved. <laughs> yeah it's just sad that all of a sudden cancer is like on the back burner with this covid shit when it's still i mean it absolutely dwarfs um fucking covid deaths and so does uh cardiovascular disease yep. like absolutely fucking crushes um the deaths like it's just like it's so high and you know but they're turning around like hey if you get a vaccine we'll give you a crispy cream donut yeah like Mmm, donut. I do love donuts. But <laughs> I tell you, it's just like, it's kind of like, okay, okay, but you know, obesity is still like a pretty... Big uh, deal? You can say it. Yeah. You can say it in the bowl. It's a big deal. It's a <laughs> big deal. <laughs> hey, so, you know what else is a big deal? What's that? I got another voicemail. Oh. From a big deal caller. Go ahead, caller. I called 816. Yes. 607. Yeah, you did. 3663. And I'm leaving a voicemail around. Bowl after bowl. No, no, really. Um, <laughs> Whoa. I'm calling to place an order for uh, that, that THC titty milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need a one titty milk, please. I don't know. Squeeze out like. <laughs> couple of gallons and send them over to the smoker i uh, i'd really appreciate it <laughs> and uh if you don't have any tac titty milk i'd be i'd be just fine with the uh, milk stout titty milk yeah <laughs> um yep yeah. could uh could you put like nipples 
on the bottles. Oh yeah, that for would be sure. awesome. It would, yeah. it would really help me out. Complimentary. And, um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I just want to say it's great to hear you, Illuminatia. I'm glad you're great doing to hear well. You too. And um, I love all the stories and all the sciencey type stuff that you have to say about science and stuff. And then also about stick. <laughs> Giant of stick. Or could it be her massive stripper titties? <laughs> uh, you never know. God. Dude, okay. I I mean, Dame DeLorean, I know you're very well endowed. However, mine are just ridiculous. They're too big. I'm like embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like walking around. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. They're like three sizes bigger. And I'm like, I look in a mirror, like, or I get a glance of a reflection of myself, like, walking by, like, in a reflective glass on a building. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm trying to, like, wear things that are, like, loose. And it just makes it worse. I'm like, ugh, I don't know what to wear. I just, ugh, there's too much going on here. I'm, like, self-conscious. Like, okay, so I'm just going to look straight ahead. And then, like, sometimes I'll be glancing at, like, I'll be, like, talking to people, and they're, like, glancing down. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't, lo- don't look at them. <laughs> it's just so much. Oh, so. Do you have uh, before and afters for comparison? <laughs> yes. I'm just like, dude. My husband's like, uh, they're great, honey. They're both, they're both great. And I'm like, you're trying to play safe. <sighs> Yeah, it is crazy. It's like they got bigger. How? And yeah. It's like oh, all this milk and oh, the milking, dude. Oh my god, it is such a pain in the ass to pump at work. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Do you have like a breastfeeding room? I do. Ooh. Um, but it has to be shared with like people. So I had a oh people. Uh, <laughs> I had a I had a um a recent conflict with somebody who was using that room for like something some private conversation but I was hurt and I'm like god damn I need to get in there and like he got all pissed off and stormed out of the room and I'm like okay I'm gonna pump and uh yeah it was just a big deal so sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass but you do what you do. It's like it's not like I'm in there partying and shit. Like, right. <laughs> like I gotta take care of this. Like it, it's very painful. Yeah, um, if you get engorged, that is not good. Well, I got mastitis. Oh um, fuck. Yeah, a month ago, it fucking sucked. It was that, so painful. Yeah, yeah. I I went through that with our second child. She was born in oh. the winter, and I feel like I just it was something about the cold or something. But man, I like almost passed out. I was in such pain. We went out for dinner one night. I was like, holy shit, dude. That was bad. And then it's like you have to feed. You know, you have to keep the milk coming out. Yeah, you have to keep going. Oh, it's excruciating. Yeah, that was really bad. I mean, that to me, that's way worse than childbirth. (laughs) Dude, me too. That's what I thought too. I was like, but you're hardcore. Like, you didn't get epidural. But I mean, that was just like, and it's. And it takes a long time to, like, get better. And then ever since then, like, every time I pump or feed the child, it's, like, excru- Like I have to sit there and brace myself because, it, like, it's still, like, tender from yeah. when it was. So I'm sitting there, like, you know, like, just, like, every single time or any time there's a letdown, I'm, like, like, I'll be, like, at my desk and, like, I'll have to put my head down for a second and, like, just, like, clench my fist, like, <laughs> it's just like it's awful the shit is so awful 
but you know it's good for the baby so you just got to keep going yeah so are you exclusively breastfeeding or uh formula and breastfeeding um if i can't keep up um it's hard to keep up sometimes when you're pumping at work because your body's like okay so what am i doing like where's the baby you're just like squeezing shit out where i don't uh so it i don't think it like makes the milk production the way it should sure Uh, so if sometimes I, I come a little short, right? So I do have to give formula every so often. But I mean, he's weaning anyway, and he start like he's got four teeth in, and nice. he's starting to eat like solid foods yeah. and stuff. So I think he, you know, I think he's just naturally starting to wean anyway. Yeah, um, and then weaning with the pumping and stuff is helpful. Yeah. So slowly but surely, like if I can just uh, four more months, he's uh our our little guys are gonna be oh my god gonna be eight months old next week i know isn't it crazy that's insane dude yeah man i uh i learned the hard way about weaning from breastfeeding with the first one i was Uh just like okay on her first birthday it's gonna be a cold stop Uh and you know i mean she had been eating solid foods since she was like six months and uh but she didn't she didn't get any teeth till after she was a year old so everything was groovy and i was just like now when she's a year old i'm just done like it's a pain in the ass i want her to just eat regular food with us um and so i stopped and then man i just it's like i thought i was gonna be able to tie my tits in knots they're just hanging so low they got so droopy i was like holy (laughs) shit and then just the leaking you know because it's like oh your baby is right there i need to make milk yeah but uh yeah john's got two and a half teeth his third tooth will come in any day now and so he's yeah munching on the foods we started giving him meat sticks even though it says like uh 12 plus months but he just loves them and just chomps them up and is doing fine so oh that's good yeah yeah what what's your favorite or what's his favorite food cottage cheese no kidding (laughs) no kidding same as our second they smash on that cottage cheese man it's kind of dude i like cottage cheese too yeah the amount he eats is gross (laughs) like we bought a we bought a three pound tub and it did not last a week. What? And that's, yeah, that's between him and our second child. She but still likes the cottage cheese. Yeah, like yeah. he yeah. he polished but. it off yesterday, and she started crying. She's like, <laughs> I was like, sorry, we're at a cottage cheese. Wow, she was like, impressive. how could you let John eat all the cottage cheese? I said, yeah. you had a you had a bowl every day. Like you're all right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, that's just his uh his absolute favorite. I don't know, but he hasn't like rejected anything i always start with eggs all of our kids have started off with uh scrambled eggs is like their first here's a food (laughs) you know it's weird because like i gave riley a little bit of scramby egg um last week and he broke out into this big rash i'm like oh Uh oh shit that's not good so i hope he's not allergic to eggs but i'll just try again and see what happens maybe it was just like an initial immune reaction and like now his body's ready for eggs I'm really not sure. It looks mm. very similar to like the newborn rash, you know? Huh. But he didn't yeah. cough or anything. He didn't have any other symptoms r- rather other than the rash. So it could have been even unrelated, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would just try again. <sighs> Might as well. Like, I don't want to be allergic to eggs. No, that would be tough. That's a tough that thing be to be hard. allergic to. Yeah. Is there a... Do you think that... I don't know the answer to this, and um, but do you think if you just like, if a baby starts having an allergy to a food, 
but you just keep like reintroducing it while they're really young they could just get over the allergy somehow like you know i wish i could tell you um i don't really know um with certain things if it's like an autoimmune response then no but with allergies like there's certain foods where you can slowly introduce like small amounts here and there um and while their bodies are still young like they're right now their immune systems are getting pretty much schooled and then as you get older it's a little harder to develop one but with food allergies it's hard to say because they want you know pediatricians want their babies um to eat all of the uh foods that could be potential allergens like peanut butter and stuff like riley loves peanut butter goddamn he eats peanut he's like I'll, i'll make his um i like to make his food and uh his favorite is when i steam bananas and puree it with peanut butter fucking loves that that's his favorite yeah um but yeah so peanut butter i don't know egg i've given him some meat he's not like super impressed with me he really loves um purple yam Mm. absolutely loves it um so yeah it's fun it's fun to experiment and uh, make sure he gets like a wide range of foods so that i he doesn't get any allergies but that egg thing kind of put me off a little i don't know yes i'd like to see i'd like to try again all our kids liked uh, guacamole too oh yeah no kidding huh they're like into it that's like one of the first things we fed all of them because we just really? that's right every once in a while we go to chipotle you know and yeah. we do like the the thing where you just get one big ass burrito bowl and then get all your like shells and sh- bullshit on the side so you're just yeah. paying for one thing and then wrapping two burritos or making tacos or whatever you want yeah and then we get like a chip and guac thing so that we can scoop the guac and then the babies eat the you know from from the time they can eat solid foods man they were always just eating a guac off a chip we just use the chip as a spoon you know yeah Yeah. they were into it that's perfect oh yeah big green mess (laughs) big green mess for sure like the story of my life (laughs) big green mess but i think it's cool when you start introducing the baby to all sorts of food because the last thing you want is a picky eater yeah exactly there's so many that yeah like older kids too and the parents are just like well i just bring you know these frozen chicken nuggets in my bag because i won't eat anything else it's like why this is your fault isn't it like (laughs) yeah yeah you gotta i don't know yeah like our kids have just always eaten what we're eating yeah exactly that's yeah that's pretty much what i've been trying to do like you know i i'd like to eat you know lots of vegetables and you know, it's cheap and it's easy. Like, you just like, ah, carrot, you know, eat carrot. So mm-hmm. um, I just steam a bunch of carrots and puree it and, you know. <laughs> Actually, I made like a kind of like a carrot cake sort of puree thing where I just like mixed like oatmeal and cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla and carrot. Um, there's no sugar in it or anything. And uh, yeah, he liked that. He Yum. liked that a lot. Um, but yeah, just lots of vegetables. I, I want him to like vegetables. So, I don't know. There's a lot of kids that won't eat them, so I'm kind of hoping that maybe he'll he'll like it. I had another note here of a question for you, because oh. today I learned that uh, Sir uh, Black Knight Sir Matthew got married yeah. at the Sa- uh, San Diego Japanese Friendship Garden. Yeah. And you were saying that was your first date with Brandon. Yeah, that's right very... You know what? Yeah, it was funny, because uh, I was... <laughs> I first moved down here and uh i was just trying to find like a coffee shop to work at so that i can get through the rest of college or whatever and um (laughs) 
this <laughs> I found a job and this lady was like making us clock out for 15 minute breaks. I'm like, you know, that's breaking federal law, right? And she's like, I'm not breaking any federal anything and I don't need you anymore. I'm like, oh, shit. So <laughs> I go to try to find another coffee shop to work at. And uh, this particular one there, they had a live band playing. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I gotta sit down and listen to a live band for a minute. And um, there my future husband was sitting at a table and like watching the band and there was a chair pulled out. I'm like, this motherfucker, like, what's a chair, pulled out chair? And I'm looking all around and like, there's no girls around. There's nobody in the bathroom. And like, I'm kind of like being a, I'm kind of being a like weirdo, like looking <laughs> at him like, like, what's going on here? So then I finally, I'm like, hey, can I use this chair? Finally. And he's like, he just like motions for me to sit. I'm like, oh, who's this guy? It's smooth trying to be all smooth with strong his no silent words. type yeah exactly it's exactly <laughs> what he's doing he called it enthusiastic indifference I'm like huh? <laughs> <laughs> i love him already yeah that's that was his that was his method that was his um i hear my child i heard him just barely but i heard him back there bring him to me <laughs> summon the baby yeah speaking of boobs hurting i need to Anyway, um, gotta unhurt them boobs, John. Man, he gets eaten once he's knocked out. He stays that way unless really? he po- unless he poops. Yeah, he doesn't sleep as long as our girls, but he sleeps all through the night, which is awesome. Wow, not Riley. He uh, <laughs> he's like me. Like oh oh well, that sucks that he's gonna be like I. I hope he doesn't need as much sleep or isn't miserable. I hope he doesn't pick up my bad sleep habits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, but, uh, yeah, so back to the, so. Oh, yes, yes. He motions for me to sit. I sit down. Friendship garden. Yeah, and uh, this is just, like, this random coffee shop, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm looking at him, and I'm watching the band, and I'm like, hey, so since we're sitting at the same table, I'm naughty, I couldn't meet you, you know, and he was like, yes, you know, and um, we started talking, and pretty soon we were just, like, talking and talking and laughing, and and then I was like, hey, you want to go somewhere with me tomorrow (laughs) he's like okay and uh like we went and got breakfast and then i asked him to get my car (laughs) he was like huh he told me later that he was afraid i was abducting him (laughs) 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 but i got him in my car you know and i had this janky ass like uh manual drive saturn saturn ion wait it was the junkiest fucking ghetto car. My like, first car was a Saturn SE2 stick. No shit. Oh, my God. It was a piece of dog shit. It was so bad, right? Yeah. And I had it in Oakland. I'm just like, this is my, like, Oaktown car. Like, <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'm coming, you know, like, this is total trash ghetto girl. <laughs> Saturn Ion. I'm like, will you be my friend? So, like... I drive him up to San Diego and we go to Balboa Park and everything. And then we walked through the Japanese friendship gardens and, you know, we did all kinds of stuff all there, but it was, it was just so nice. Like, and then we just hung out every day ever since. Like we just, we really get along with each other. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's how we were. Yep. Just like, that's just like worked. instantly and yeah, never apart since that's very so- short periods. Yeah, you know, I I could tell you guys just like have a really good solid like chemistry. It's so nice. Yeah, I don't know what we uh we just went to the right place eventually, and both were there. You know, yeah, it was at uh, Cannabis Revival, man. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, weed brings us together. What can I say? Oh, that's so nice. Man, that's funny. You talk about that Saturn. My first car was a, well, like, if I was getting a car, I had to buy it. It had to be me, you know? Yeah. My parents yeah. made that clear. So yeah. I got on Same. Craigslist <laughs> and uh. I bought a $500 beater, dude. Oh, really? For 500 yeah. bucks, I got this Saturn SC2 little coupe, 97, blue, uh, and it was a manual which I was all about. I was only looking at manuals. Like I, I prefer to drive a manual. But um, God, it had I think like two hundred eighty-five thousand miles on it or something. Really? And uh, I ripped the front axles out, like popping the clutch at stop signs and shit, oh. trying to be a hot dog. I had to get that <laughs> fixed on it. Yeah. And then I, I didn't even have it for a full six thousand miles. I blew the engine out on it. Dude. So my Ion, I got it, yeah, I got it for $300, um, this piece of shit car, and... Um, 300 nice. Yeah, it was pretty cheap, but uh, every single time, for a while there, every single time I tried to start it up, it would, like, lurch forward, like, really hard, and not because I was, like, not starting it up right, it was just, like, lurch forward really hard and just, like, die. It would be, like... Oh, and no. it was like seriously just die and then eventually i figured out for some reason if i shook the shit out of like like i have to get out of the car and like use my foot and like like rock it <laughs> rock the car <laughs> to like and like i would hear this click eventually i have no idea why i am not a mechanic i do not understand but it would just like i'd get back in and it would go like and it start again i'm like why why is shaking the stupid car and i've read that online like they're like yeah you shake the car <laughs> oh no like, what the fuck shake the car shake and the I car did. oh it's all right it's an ion you just gotta shake it <laughs> like, what the shake? Fuck? yeah it's the dumbest fucking shit man mine uh at one point the the linkage kept came coming apart where you know at the bottom of the shifter is the linkage where it hooks up to the little sticks that actually go into the front of the thing and and into the transmission change the gears yeah so the first couple of times i like had to rip the whole center console out which has like the back seats cup holder and it has like all the things around the e-brake and all the things around the stick just this big chunk of plastic that's in the middle of your fucking car. <laughs> I had to pull this thing out to get to the linkage, and I, like, taped the shit out of it, electric tape. And eventually it popped out of that, and, like, when it would pop out, you're driving down the fucking road, and your transmission oh is God. just stuck in whatever gear you're in at that point because the oh thing no. comes out. You can't wiggle it. So, like, when it would first happen, you'd be able to kind of manipulate the stick back into that uh, slot and then just get it in neutral, and hopefully you were in town, which I was in high school, so I was usually in town. So, like, get to somewhere you can just coast to a stop and fucking get out and pull the center console out. And by the time it kept happening, because I'd fixed it several times and it wasn't staying fixed, I was too stupid to just get the right fucking part and keep it in, you know, keep it held in there. Yeah. So I would wow. just drive around with that console off and then <laughs> you'd have to like reach over with your left hand while you're, while you're in on the clutch. You reach over with your left hand and like do a reach under of the ball and hold it together and oh then with God. your right hand shift. It was the oh, most wow. ghetto bullshit ever. Wow. Yeah. But I still loved <laughs> that car good. to death, man. It yeah. was mine, you know, it was the first car. And yeah, you know, you kind of have to. drove her right into her fucking grave. I'd. I jumped a few hills in her. 
Wow. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, if there's something about that. Oh, man. Janky. Janky car. Oh, oh yeah. My baby has something to say. Hi, Rye. Riley. He decided to join us. I've been hearing him say, cooing. Can you say, can you say, bye, bye, bye. Can you say boof? <laughs> can you say boof again? Say boof. He's going to touch the microphone. <laughs> they're they're so sweet, man. Yeah, he's just he's so crazy. He's wearing his little dino jammies. Man, John can scream, dude. He's much more uh, of a, like a fussy kind of baby than our other two were. You know, I wonder if it's boys, because like I've been told that boys tend to be a little fussier. That's what Lorian's been telling yeah, me too. That that's what I've heard. She's been researching. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder why. Maybe just because they just, who knows. I think really the difference is that John just seems to have the stamina for it. It's not like the girls never cried loud, you know, or started screaming at any point. But, like, they couldn't keep it up. And eventually they'd, like, (laughs) either calm down or, like, do it quieter or, you know, take some comfort in some way. You know, when you'd, Mm -hmm. like, try to comfort them, they would be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. John sometimes, he'll just keep going. He just decides, you know... No, I'm screaming. <laughs> we had a scream yeah. contest one day. Oh, that's great. Who won? Him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he outlasted me. Basically, <laughs> he was just doing these screams where it's not like a pain scream or I need something scream. It's just literally like I want my way. It's like an asserting my will scream. He'll just sure. be like, <laughs> and then stop and look at you, you know? Yep. It's not oh It's God. not even like he's crying. He's oh just God, screeching. Of like, I want, it's basically always, I want mom. That's like yeah. all it ever is. Yeah. Instead of you holding him for yeah. like while I'm cooking. It's like, it's too, <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> when I bring the cottage cheese, then he's like, all right, if you, I, <laughs> I can chill with you. You have cottage cheese at least. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to try the cottage cheese before I. But I don't have the boobs, which is like. All he wants. That's the main, you know, that's the main name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Boys, it's boys for you. Boys, man. What are you gonna do with them? You can't. You just don't. You just. It just never changes. Sorry, I'm very (laughs) far away from the uh from the microphone. Where did you go? (laughs) (laughs) Now I've got now I've got the bean. I was like, Brandon, you gotta bring Riley up here. I'm dying. Yeah. He's so cute. He's so cute. What do you say? What are you gonna say? Huh? You say boof. Ba ba ba. Give us a boof, lad. Sometimes he's he's like super interested in the microphone. I've got the uh, the little foamy thing over it, and he's like just like wants to squeeze it. He's just like playing with the microphone. It's fascinated. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, heck, it's been a fascinating night, but uh, we're gonna get things wrapped up here in the bowl. Thanks All so much right. for hanging out with us tonight and yeah, catching for- up. It's always great to chat with you, Illuminatia. Definitely. Likewise, it's it's good to hear from you guys. Glad you're doing well. Totally. Yeah, you too. We love you. We love you too. Me and Riley and Brandon say hi. That's sweet. We say hi as well, and from the whole family here at the bowl, we say we love you too, bowlers out there. Thanks for listening along, and uh, you can find this and all the other bowls with buds interviews at bowlswithbuds.com. And uh, we'll be back at it on Tuesday night. Same old. Bowl time, 9.30 Central, right after DH Unplugged on the No Agenda stream. Till then, I'll be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'll be damned DeLorean. 
Until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. babies. We need to keep making babies. We still have to make children. This is what you wanted.